welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Collider weekly podcast for all things animation, including news, reviews, and interviews, coming to you all the way from inside the Death Star 2. I'll be your co-host, Sean Paul Ellis, and joining me from the minds of Grabala, welcome my co-host, Dave Trumbord. David, 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 how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. We get good reception down here in these mines. I think we're, we're, we are down here in these mines, right? It's not like a weird cloud mining situation, is it? No, this is definitely like a down. You're going for kyber crystals. Oh, I don't even know where I am right now. Everything's oh, okay. kind of a kind of a haze, and I can only hear out of one ear. And can I can I ask then? How did you get down there? Well, it's a funny story actually. <laughs> uh, abducted by imperial, you know, strong arms, and uh, just dumped me here. Don't know okay. where or when or how long it's been, but uh, I've been here a long, long time. But how are you doing? You, I'm doing well, but That's I'm just kind of curious. Like, what did you do to frustrate those strong arms? I I yelled at a drive-through uh, fast food restaurant. I uh, raised okay. my, t- you know, it's my fault. I lost my temper, raised my voice, and next thing I knew, down here in Grabala, mining for something. It's it's all about tone when it comes mm. to ordering food. You know, in the from, empire from yeah. anything in the empire. I get yeah. it. We've all been there, Dave. We wish you the best of luck Thank in getting so out of the minds of Grabala. Appreciate that. <laughs> Which I think is a, a hut. I think there's actually like a Grabala the hut that this is in reference to. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. So, they don't tell me much, believe it or not. So unbelievable. So unbelievably weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If that didn't strike a chord for anybody don't worry about it we're going to help you out with this one because we are again for the third week in a row talking about lego star wars and this time we are getting into the free maker adventures that came out in 2016 is it just me or does sean sound really tired of the fact that we're covering lego star wars <laughs> what i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a hundred percent real with you right now yeah over the last three weeks that we've been watching these, I have developed a twitch in my eye that I cannot get rid of. And every time you would think you would think I'd be excited about Star Wars. It's December. We have uh, we have a new Star Wars movie, you know, to complete this trilogy that's coming out in a couple days. It's out right now. As you're listening to this. Well, yeah. I mean, it's out now when you're listening to it, but we're recording a couple days in advance. We span so space and time. So Dave has seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm getting ready to go watch it, and you'd think that I'd be excited, but this twitch in my eye will just not go away. I think I solved it, bud. You've actually got a little Lego restraining bolt popped in the corner of your eyelid there. I think that's what's causing it. Oh, you mean these restraining bolts? Yeah. And then just toss them to the side. We'll get into that terrible joke in a minute. Oh, I love that joke. It was my LOL. Was it? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, buddy. That's the kind of episode this is going to be. Yeah. Well, I think that that's more Star Wars All-Stars right yeah for all the vignettes but today very we're talking... few lols for that <laughs> yeah very few lols but before we get into all-stars let's talk about freemakers i don't know <laughs> what was it it's not canon it's star wars <laughs> none of this matters yeah none of this matters it's fine don't worry about it i'll be okay is the too long don't care but thank you for your concern i appreciate it as a part of this, you know, we're having an opportunity to really kind of, you know, dig into a lot of these Disney Plus Star Wars that are coming out. Obviously, everybody has probably been paying Disney mega bucks this year. They're having a ton of fun with it. Let's get into some of these lesser known Lego Star Wars cross-branded properties to talk a little bit more about them. And if you're not 100% familiar with the Freemaker Adventures, we're going to turn this over to longtime friend and listener of the show, Bobby Anthem, to give you a quick synopsis of all of this. So, Bobby... Take it away. 
Told in the whimsically charged style that audiences have come to expect from LEGO Star Wars Entertainment, the series stars the Freemakers, a family of scavengers who build and sell starships from the scoured debris of space battles strewn throughout the galaxy. When their youngest discovers a natural connection with the Force through an ancient artifact, the Kyber Saber, his world is turned upside down, and he and his family are thrown into an epic struggle against the Empire to restore Store peace and freedom to the galaxy. Throughout their adventures, the Freemakers explore new worlds, meet new and familiar faces, and learn the true value of what it means to be a family. Thank you, Bobby. We love having you as a part of our Star Wars universe. And guess what? For anybody who's not familiar, most of this, probably Star Wars Legends. Legends. So don't worry about it. We're going to have fun and kind of talk a little bit about some of the, the things that are in here to delve into Freemaker adventures. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the LOL. No, I know. That sounds a lot like a spaghetti western. Don't worry about it. We're going to talk about what we liked about the show, what didn't work for us, and then we're going to round it out with what we found funny, whether it was intentional or unintentional. A lot of people spent a lot of time from two major different brands that are out there working on something, collaborating. Let's see uh, how it worked for us and how it didn't work for us. You know, but we also want to pay respect to the people who put this together. And we want to laugh about some of the things that were involved. So, Dave, to kick this off, the good. What did you really enjoy? What what was the piece that you were just like, yes, this this Freemaker Adventures is getting this right? Sure. And to give you listeners out there kind of a, a grounding point of where we are, we are going to be watching the season two finale. I believe there were about 30, 31 episodes of this series, and we right. watched... Uh, season two finale called Return of the Return of the Jedi. Uh, it was an 8.2 on IMDb. It's actually tied with the season two episode nine episode uh, Flight of the Arrowhead. So we watched the season two finale instead. It felt like a better place to kind of, you know, they're wrapping up a whole season. We get to see the culmination of their story so far. So we decided to go with that one. Um, and for me, some of the good stuff was, A, for this episode specifically, they start out with a recap of the events of the season so far, which was nice since we didn't watch anything else. We just watched <laughs> this finale. So it's kind of like they take, I don't know, two minutes to like recap what they've done, the situation that they're in, where they have to go from here, and uh, what the stakes are, which was really nice. So I did appreciate that. I also, and we can talk about this before we get too far into it because... Sean raised some questions. I have some questions. If you watch any of the Lego anything, the characters are normally a very standard color of like Lego yellow, sometimes Lego Caucasian. We've watched other Lego Star Wars series in the last couple of weeks, and they have had a specific color to like a Luke Skywalker, a Leia Skywalker, a Han Solo. They all have the same kind of like color tone. The Freemaker family is decidedly different. At least on the screen. Uh, in my notes, I said, it's nice that the Freemaker family, uh, they're people of color. And we haven't really seen that before in Lego Star Wars. You don't see that a whole lot in, in Star Wars in general. So it's nice that they were people of color. But then Sean was like, well, are they though? <laughs> so this is the conversation that I think we need to have now. Uh, am I crazy or did they look like people of color in the cartoon itself? And we can say people of, like, Lego color, too. If we don't need to be talking about, like, racial, like, skin tones or whatever, they're definitely a different color of Lego minifigure, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. Looked, they looked like slightly tanner Caucasian people. And I, I think that, Dave, you did a good job of kind of showing uh, a photo, and we can post this on social media as sure. well, that shows sort of the, you know, some of the rebellion, uh, like, 
X-Wing fighters. Familiar and, faces you're used to saying, yeah, like Biggs or Jack or, or Luke. Or Wedge. And so, right. like, you've got some of these characters that are there, and you can see sort of, like, the the what I think I would call sort of the Caucasian Lego minifigure yeah. character. And then you see in the background, you see some additional people um, that are African-American. They look like they are African-American or black minifigures. Right. And so you can see that. And then you can see the Freemakers, and they're, like, right in the middle. And that is cool. And I like that. I... I you know, looking at the the screenshots and, and, you know, what was in the episode, I enjoyed seeing that. But then I think sort of maybe where Dave and I are kind of uh, trying to figure this out is that we went and we looked at the actual minifigure toys that <laughs> yeah, they're selling. Like, and like we mentioned, like everything in these Lego series, if they do their job right, you can go buy that toy off the shelf, whether it's right. a character, a costume, a, a starfighter or whatever. And the characters don't quite line up with what you see on the Ooh. screen. Yeah, it's a little confusing. It's, I mean, it's it's very confusing because even looking at Wikipedia and some of the other resources that they have, you don't see a lot necessarily about uh, the actual color or the the race or, or kind of understanding if they are people of color or not. And so that is kind of leaving it in a little bit of a an open-ended question for us. Yeah. If somebody knows out there, we would love to find out. Yeah, it'd be I great mean, because honestly, we had no from watching the series, well, the one episode that we got, so maybe it's explained elsewhere, but Star Wars doesn't really do a great job of any kind of like racial backgrounds or things like that. They do fine with species. They do fine with planets that you come from or castes that you belong to. They don't do a great job with actual like racial politics. So I don't know if the Freemaker family is supposed to have any of that background that they talked about or if they're just a different family of, of Lego minifigures that look different from other ones. So right. it, it's a, it was weird because at first I was like, that's really cool that they included that. But then the more we dug into it, it's kind of like there's nothing else to that. And it's kind of superficial. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Right. And I even mean, the cast we dug into, right? There's some people of color, there's some not. So correct. it wasn't even like a, a cohesive or coherent sort of anything. So I don't know. If you guys know, let us know because we're dumb. <laughs> I mean, we're definitely trying to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, if it is something that is in there, if, you know, if it was in an episode previously, obviously we only watched the one episode to make our snap decision. But visually, it was something we immediately recognized. Yeah. It was intriguing, and we'd love to know more about it and understand and have that conversation. Especially because they were a family unit. It wasn't just like one-off character, right? It right. wasn't just like we were just following a Lando or a Finn or a Rose. We were following a full family. So I was like, that's that's pretty cool. So that yeah. aspect of it I enjoyed too. What what else was this about this show that you liked like right off the bat? Man, I'll say just the story for me. Sure. The the story for me was pretty much the the big highlight because we have now watched this is our third in yep. the Lego Star Wars series. Uh, we've seen we've had some ups and downs, gang. <laughs> we've been back and forth. We've been kind of volleying around a lot. And I, the challenging thing that they have for a lot of these story points is that they want to show you the exact same thing that you've seen previously, but they just want to show you it again in Lego form. Right. And we've seen we saw that last week uh, with some of our droids. And, and being able to understand that and kind of seeing everything through R2-D2 or C-3PO's eyes. Again, I don't think either of those droids can carry a full show, uh, but it is nice to kind of see them as the constants for all of these stories in terms of what they have that's here. This is the first time, and they make fun of it with the Return of the Return of the Jedi, where they actually integrate an interesting new story into an existing story while paying homage to exactly what's there and just successfully running these two parallel storylines and not giving you a recap of the thing that you know 
that's very familiar and nostalgic. They just they actually improve upon and create and posit some new and interesting things along with it. Yeah, and I'm with you there too because it's a it's what I want these side stories and spinoffs to be. It's what yes. I want the the movies to be. I want them to be their own thing that occur at the same time and place as some of the stories that we know, but don't feel so tethered and attached to the those stories that we do know and love that they have to rehash scenes or or like go out of their way to be like, remember this character? Look, there he is in the seat that you know from this other movie. Like, please get away from that. Stop and Freemaker it. does a Knock good job of, of telling their own cohesive and, and central story. And then some of the things that you know happen kind of as tangents. And some of them are really funny. And some of them are just kind of like there to just keep the plot moving along. So I really like the fact that they, that they did that. And this was the first time we've seen a series that stands on its own. Whereas, like Sean mentioned... Previously, the other two just existed to kind of like put spins on existing material. So this this was really well done. Right. I think you and I both agree that the use of force powers in this is very intriguing, Dave. And, and the idea of bringing some of this kind of fun mythology forward into a Star Wars series. I can, I can put the Lego brand aside. I don't know. The Lego brand's not needed for this. But Star Wars understanding the force and sort of some of those powers and and using that in an interesting fashion which then kind of complements and brings in the lego brand i thought that that was really smart uh and almost like genius in terms of how they were able to put that together like duh literally you know, of, yeah. of course they would have been able to assemble these blocks in a way that uses the force like it's a no-brainer we've seen it in all the video games in the movies we've seen it in and I'm talking about Lego properties. We've seen it yeah. in all these other Lego properties before. Yeah, just make them float and call it a force power. Done. Like everybody gets to go to lunch. It was really smart. And we've talked that uh, the last two the last two weeks, one of the strengths was or should have been the branding of both Lego and Star Wars coming together and taking the best of both of those worlds and, and merging them in a way that makes sense in these series. Freemaker, I think, does it the best. And it's because of what Sean just mentioned. You have everything in the world that's built of Lego bricks and pieces. You have everybody in, well, you have some people in the Star Wars world who are force sensitive and can manipulate things through the use of the force without directly touching them. Now, we've seen force powers, all kinds of stuff over the years. Some new ones will be revealed to you in uh, Rise of the Skywalker. You, I, son I, of, you son of a gun. I do what you do you every time you say Rise of the Skywalker instead of the Rise of Skywalker. And I just did the same thing. So yeah. there it is, kids. It's a, it's a Jedi cut. movie about baking bread, right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all the whole is. thing. That's, that's the whole thing. Force yeast. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, but you will get to see some new powers. And you have seen some new powers over the last uh, few movies. Freemaker has yet another power. Yeah. It's specifically manipulating these bricks in order to build things, take them apart, and, and rebuild them into new things. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant. And like yeah. you mentioned, we've seen that in the Lego verse. That's kind of what the Lego movie is more or less all about. But the power of imagination of being able to play with toys, take stuff apart, build it back together, either follow a blueprint like I did as a kid, or make your own um, creations like Sean did as a kid. <laughs> you can do both. I mean, there's no, it, it's just unlimited sort of imagination power. And, and Freemaker centers their whole idea of this family and this kid around that concept. And I thought it was brilliantly done. Right. I'll say we mentioned about the Freemakers and and uh, Rowan. I'll say that I like just the characters in this in general. They, yeah. they introduce this family unit, as we've mentioned, that are very fun. It's Rowan, who is Force-sensitive. We have Xander, who is kind of a builder, and he makes what they call uglies, which are these kind of... <laughs> just assembled chips, which right. they're not ugly. He calls them like Z-Wings. Uh, 
they're just things that he's assembling from scraps. Like it's it's what you as a kid would have done with all those parts if you were trying to build, you know, just something random out of your imagination and have a good time with it. So. Right. And this this family is a group of um, they call them scavengers, which I don't really like. That it's, it has a negative connotation. They're basically yeah. like uh, they're like scrap dealers. They they go out and they collect scrap and they repurpose stuff and they build stuff and they make stuff from it and then try to sell it back or just patch up what they already have and make it better. Um, so I don't like calling them scavengers, even though I think their starship is like the star scavenger. Uh, but it's, it's kind of like Ray. Like when we meet Ray in force awakens, she's essentially a, a scavenger, a, a scrap dealer, very similar connotations to, to the freemakers. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the final is that we have, uh, we have the middle child. We have a Cordy freemaker. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer because they they really kind of describe her as just a tomboy and money conscious, and that, that doesn't really give her a lot to play with. She's nope. there to be supportive, but also antagonistic of both of her brothers. I kind of wish that there was a little bit more depth to her, specifically her character. I will say, stay tuned, listeners, for next week's episode when we talk about all stars because they may or may not have something more for Cordy to do uh, in the Star Wars slash Lego universe, and it may or may not be canon. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna spoil it. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think? Uh, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, just uh, characters in general, we have uh, what was it? We have uh, we have such a weird robot. That is a part Which of this. One? Good lord! Uh, yeah, I know. Just one of the droids. We have uh, it was an MOC, mm-hmm. um, just created by Palpatine. He is a Imperial hunting droid. It's very cool to see just how crazy they go with this <laughs> because there's a lot. They have a lot of fun with this, and it's it's awesome to kind of see what happens with this character and sort of the interaction that it has between MOC and Rowan towards the the end of this particular episode which I'm assuming is something that has been happening throughout most of season two. Yeah. And then there is, yeah, there's a lot of drama between Rowan and MOC and the Freemaker family and MOC, uh, MOC, the droid itself. I will talk about in the next section of this discussion, but as far <laughs> as the good section, I do like the idea that, uh, you have this like Imperial hunting droid, uh, who eventually like stole a Kyber crystal from the Freemaker family and used it to secretly power up the death star too. But the rebels didn't know it was powered yet. That's where that thing comes from. Because if you remember in Return of the Jedi, the Rebels didn't know that Death Star 2 was active. They thought it was an incomplete battle station. They didn't think it was it was ready to go. But the plan was to make it look that way and then secretly have it powered up to wipe out the Rebel fleet all at one shot. Right. So if you ever ask the question, well, why didn't Rebels know that? Or how did they power it up without the Rebels knowing it? Your answer in Legends is MOC and the Freemaker <laughs> Adventures because it's yeah. right there for you. So I thought and that was that, cool. Get yeah. that Kyber Crystal out. Let's power yeah. it up. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Speaking of kyber crystals, I liked Rowan's, he has his own innate ability that he can use to kind of like float stuff around and blueprint, you know, new things. But once he gets his hands on the kyber saber, which apparently he had thrown into a lava pit on Sullust episodes earlier, and he was able to pull it right back out. Legends. Uh, <laughs> legends. Do what you want. Um, he, he gets like an augmented power. So at this point, he's just like, I love seeing a character who fully embraces the power that they have and actually enjoys it. It drives right. me crazy when you watch superhero stories like, oh, God, I'm so fast. I can run faster than the speed of light and sound and everything else. What a drag. Like, you're a superhero. Even if you're a supervillain, at least embrace your power. Like, yeah. I don't understand why people are so down on superpowers sometimes. And this kid loves it. 
did you like was this a direct shot that you were taking at cw's the flash no it was just one the first one that came to mind unfortunately sorry flash looking at you flash we are looking directly at you there he goes but yeah so i love getting a chance to see rowan like embrace his power use the kyber saber and then just like you know wipe out entire legion of stormtroopers by creating a metal like robot arm that just just wipes them off the bridge like just stuff like that was super fun i really enjoyed that it's really enjoyable yeah. Anything else that you loved? Yeah, you mentioned the final fight right. between Rowan and MOC, and each of them kind of have their own uh, kyber crystal sort of powers to pit against each other. The final fight was really cool because there's a tie-in to uh, the moment <laughs> in Return of the Jedi. Just before the Rebels blow up the station, there's a moment where, uh, again, spoiler alert for a 30, 40-year-old movie, Vader intervenes. And he takes the full brunt of the Emperor's uh, Force Lightning, picks the Emperor up and hup, chucks him over the, uh, <laughs> the, the um, whatever, the gangplank, whatever they're on, and tosses him right. into the core of the Death Star, presumably to his death. In this, we actually get to see the Emperor <laughs> just falling while he's shooting Force Lightning, just falling in the background. And at first I was like, oh no, here comes the silly Emperor again. But... It's because it was connecting back to the movie. And that is enough of a distraction for MOC right. that Rowan can get the upper hand and save the day. And then they also end the whole thing with a rescue uh, by his family before the Rebels and, and uh, the Millennium Falcon come in and actually blow up the Death Star too. So it was a nicely contained little mini story that just happened to happen in the periphery, in the side of what was going on in Return of the Jedi. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. all really well done. I'm, yeah. I'm, I was pleasantly surprised after finally three weeks yeah. of watching rehashed or uninteresting Star Wars pieces or ones that kind of felt like maybe they were a little bit rushed right? in a sense. And how fun would it be to like have your own Legos to reenact that final fight too? Because it was just the stage of it with the, the Death Star like crystal in the background powering the whole thing up in that inside that like massive echo chamber. That was a cool stage and a cool fight to reenact as a yeah. kid. So Who wouldn't want that? That seemed so awesome. Everything yeah. so toyetic in terms of what yes. they have for this. Again, that's the big idea behind the synergy between these two brands is that anything that you're watching that's on the screen, I'm sure at some point you can buy some type of a toy, a minifigure, a, a playset, something to kind of allow you to reenact these at home. Or you know what? If you just have a bunch of uh, spare Legos laying around, make it make your own. You'll have fun make your own it. story. You'll still enjoy it. So. Listen, kids, make your own story. Put it on YouTube. Get your parents' permission. Make a billion dollars. Yeah. Done. Just, just make sure it's not a Disney or, or a Star Wars thing because they'll probably sue you and take yeah. your parents' house. Sorry. Yikes. Well. I was going to say that went from positive affirmation to very dark real quick. It's very practical information in this day of Disney owning everything, including your parents' house. Yikes. Coming to Disney Plus, your parents' house. <laughs> Isn't it like Smart House? Well, basically, we're already there. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. So Speaking scary. of bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into some of the things that didn't work for us uh, within this. Uh, Dave, what was your what was your top thing that did not work for you? I think we have the same top thing, and it's unfortunately a holdover from some of the some of the things that didn't work in the previous series. Yeah. They bring back silly Palpatine. Don't know why. He's back. Don't need him. It's... I mean, he's there to like remind you of what happened in Return of the Jedi, but he's still he's being silly. Like, I don't need it. Yeah. I don't know why he's silly. <laughs> if anything, like, make him more serious and terrifying. Yeah. He never but. really feels like the true threat that he is in, I'll say, even in episode three. 
Sure. Uh, you know, where yeah, any of the previous movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, episode three where there's the big reveal or even in Return of the Jedi where finally, you know, he's using force lightning and attacking people. You know, there's there's so much threat that he has that he's able to to wield. And this was trading that for let me spin around a couple times in a chair. Oh, no. How can I do this if I'm in a squeaky chair? And thankfully, the only ray of sunshine coming out of this is that they are very short moments very sparing yeah. very very fleeting moments and that's great i'm a big fan of that and it was literally again just to like he had those kind of dumb jokes but he also set the stage like oh man everything's going great like the rebel fleet's on their way they don't know we're we're fully functional we're gonna blow them out of the sky and my buddy vader is bringing his son who we're gonna you know sway to the dark side of the force everything's gonna be great and then they show like a <laughs> best brief day uh, ever. best day ever but then they show like a brief introduction of like setting that stage just to remind you that that's going on while Rowan and the rest of the Freemaker family are having their own adventure. But it was just like, just silly Palpatine, man. Yeah. I think the creators, uh, they were quoted as saying that they wanted Palpatine to come off as an out of touch, detached upper management of the galaxy. Instead, it came off more childish and petulant. He definitely was. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, and I, I get what they were shooting for, it's just when you have somebody who is that much of a threat, I think you do a huge disservice to then say, we're going to make that threat cutesy. Yeah. It doesn't, and, and doesn't honestly, land. The joke with him, speaking of landing, the joke with him falling through the Death Star <laughs> core, shooting force lightning, would have been absolutely hysterical if I didn't know he was already like in the in the story. Right. You know, if they didn't have his little cutesy lines earlier, I would have lost it if I just saw him falling in the middle of that, I'd be like, that's the best thing ever. But they've already kind of like, you already knew he was there. So Something that did not hit for me is, I know I mentioned about sort of the idea of kind of rushing along the story mm-hmm. in some cases. There there were some moments in this that kind of felt very, you know, deus ex machina. Sure. Like they, they were there to kind of, you know, speed or, or keep things moving. They were last minute realizations that people had or... You know, somebody reminding another person like, oh, we need that. And it's like, well, we got it right here. Bam. Mm-hmm. Ready to go. Yeah. yeah, They're fun to see. It just, I think I counted maybe three or four of them in this one episode That's alone. A That's a lot. That kind of feels, uh, that kind of feels, I don't want to say like an egregious error, but it feels weighty as if most of it was left up to chance. Right, or it feels like you didn't pace yourself out enough throughout the course of the season to get to this point, to like set all those things up. But again, this is for a younger audience, so maybe right. it was just to kind of remind everybody, like, we have we have done these things, we just need to bring them all together now to do this one final thing. So for me, that wasn't as bad. Um, it was kind of silly to be like, we have to get the Kyber Saber, and like, oh, that's, it still exists, I can sense it from all the way up here in space. Like, right. it's this tiny little crystal, and I'm sure it gives off a ton of energy, but like, mm, can you feel it from space? Sure. Mm. They grab this Prove thing it. and then, it, and then it, it. it's not only a weapon, right? It doubles as like apparently I like this and I don't like it at the same time. Right. I'm, I'm with you on this one. They change like the console of the ship that they're in to essentially make like a receiver for what's essentially a lightsaber. Like right. all the Kyber saber was a lightsaber. So they change it and then they just jam a lightsaber into it like a, like a key uh, to like turn something on, which doesn't even exactly work. So I was kind of just like, why would, why was this the whole thing? I don't, I don't understand why it's a whole thing. That felt like it was a bit too much on the toy front for me. Like, buy this toy and you can do this thing. It also won't work, but who cares? Imagination. It was also very frustrating to me because I, I know that kyber crystals are what is at the core and what helps power and create 
a lightsaber. Yeah, lightsabers, the Death Star weapons, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. they they wouldn't say lightsaber. They just kept saying kyber, kyber saber, saber over and yeah. over and over again. That that felt weird and like a big miss for me because honestly, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, of course it's a kyber crystal, the power is a lightsaber. I guarantee you, if you were to turn to somebody that's to the right and left of you and say that, they'd look at you like you're crazy. They just say, yeah, it, it's a lightsaber. A lightsaber is a lightsaber, and there's different color ones. That's it. But you don't realize that there's a whole path that a Jedi has to take to like find a kyber crystal. And that's a big deal. And then yeah. in order for a Sith to be able to like corrupt one, like there's a whole process and thing that they have to go through. Not everybody has read all this stuff. And you know why? Legends. And Legends. we get it. We get it. There's a whole extended universe out there of all this stuff that's non-canon at this point. It's still fun. It's still enjoyable. But for the regular person watching this, they're going to think it's a lightsaber. Just call it a stupid lightsaber. I think maybe the only reason they didn't do it, and again, listeners let us know about this too, but I think maybe they just wanted to differentiate it and and not make people think that Rowan was a Jedi, even though he straight meets up with Luke later on and <sighs> is like, here's my powers. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Don't know why they make that distinction. But yeah, it was it was frustrating. And yeah. I don't know why. And And you know what? And again, I know that we have to caveat it with this, but... Maybe this feels earned if I had watched sure. all, you know, 30-something episodes over two yeah. seasons. Or at least a, like, 23 leading up to this episode or whatever. Sure. Yeah, 25, yeah. Exactly. And so, but, you know, for, for where we are right now and making this judgment, a lot of it just didn't feel earned. You know, yeah. some of it's obviously going to feel rushed. And the fact that they were able to have so many of those moments within one single episode kind of felt, as David mentioned, either they didn't pace it out, they didn't kind of budget their time accordingly in terms of what exactly. they were going to do. I feel like they could have had a lot of fun with this, but instead it was last minute realizations, which can sometimes be challenging in terms of storytelling. And for me, these are, these are still kind of minor things. Like yeah, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to weigh down everything. I'm just they really are. But I mean, it's, it's right the now. bad section. It's the stuff that didn't work. So they yeah. were minor to me. The only other minor stuff that I felt were some design issues. So a holdover from the previous two series that we watched. I don't like the Lego death star design. I think it looks cheap. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but it looks like they like scrimped on stuff and, just made like a like a paper Christmas tree ornament instead. I don't know. It just looks weird to me. And then speaking of design, I, that MOC design is creepy as hell. I don't like it. I don't mm-hmm. like I don't like clear droids. I guess. And maybe that's I don't know, droidist of me. What's the is there a term? I, Dave, we've already I'm talked about against we've clear talked about droids. race and we've talked about enough on this show already. For you to get angry about droids, and I'm gonna make a stand against clear droids. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is the line this in the sand. This is the line. Dave no, dies just, on this hill weird. on like, this MOC episode. Is, is supposed to kind of look creepy. It's supposed to be like an imperial droid. It's, sure. it's kind of creepy looking. Yeah. I just this was my first introduction to that design. He's got like this crazy ship that he kind of flies around in, and then he fights against Rowan in this kind of like weird, almost like spider tank thing at the end. And I was just like, I don't, that does, I wouldn't want to buy that toy. That's really all it is. Oh, like, really? Yeah. I looked at that toy. I was just like, nah, I wouldn't want to buy that. Mm. That just looked weird. Mm. It looked like a knockoff. It looked mm. like somebody else from, you know, Star Combat series. Like that, you know, it was a clear droid from that series. You can't call it a droid even. But yeah. Okay. No, I don't know. Just a minor thing. It just bugged me. All right. Fair enough. That's it. Any Anything else in terms of the bad? No, that was really it. Just minor design stuff and some story issues, but really pretty well done across the board. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So let's get into some of these LOLs that we have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do these LOLs. What what made you laugh out loud? What what, what one particular enjoy? droid? I don't hate yeah. all droids, only the clear ones. Uh, really? So we have we have Roger, who's a um, former battle droid from way back in the day from the prequels, 
Still Yikes. hanging around around uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Roger's hanging out with the crew. We'll talk about him in another week. So stay do, tuned do for we that. Have to? We have to. We're contractually obligated to. Damn so it. Roger's hanging out with them. He's got a couple one-liners that are kind of, some are on the order of like Jar Jar Banks level. But every once in a while, he's pretty funny. So when Rowan has to remake one of their ships, uh, Roger comes up to him as he's like concentrating on like crafting this entire ship in the air like not touching it but moving all the pieces around uh, telepathically or whatever roger's like uh do you, if, if you could if you have a minute if you could make the droid charging station just like a little bit wider just so i don't bump my elbows and shoulders that'd be great and he's like if you, if you could it's not a big deal but then he's very excited about the fact that rowan does that for him and i thought that was cute yeah i yeah. will say my whole campaign is minimize roger's character as much as possible that's gonna be a rough go next week oh you know it is buddy it's all roger all yeah. the time all pretty, star pretty bad <laughs> uh yeah you definitely I, I i see what you're saying about some of these and i think that roger can be a cutesy kind of endearing character every once in a while yeah. with some of these jokes at the same time no yeah. <laughs> just, just get rid of him just get oh rid of i see him. now the tables have turned yeah so exactly. you're an anti-roger i am you yell at me for being anti-clear very anti-roger <laughs> okay fair enough yeah what what else made you laugh in this one though if roger uh, didn't yeah there xander has a couple lines where mm-hmm. he they're jumping into the cockpit of a ship and they're they're blasting off and he just says hold on to your bricks and i thought that Which that was a good. fun merger of kind of you know referencing star wars and uh you know not being able to say like hold on to your butts or anything like that, but just getting into it. I like that. That was the first was time good. I was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, we definitely had a moment with Xander as well, where there is a character that comes up that I guess has been a character previously. Her name is uh, Becky uh, Smoochenbacher. Smoochenbacher. Yep. Smoochenbacher. Great name. Mm-hmm. Great. Better, name. Even better hair. Yeah. Even better hair. I don't understand how smoochenbacher plays into the larger star wars but again legends so doesn't matter i think it's a very fun name and i think it's kind of cute i liked it too because i like when she reveals herself as a um she's an an empire what imperial whatever officer on the death star too yeah she's in like the all black suit with the helmet and everything but she comes in and sort of rescues the freemaker family but she takes her helmet off and does the like you know sways the hair back and forth in slow motion as like beautiful music swells behind her and i just thought that was hilarious because it's in lego form so right. like she's just got this like solid mass of hair that just kind of slides back and forth it's really funny to see i will actually say i feel like a lot of my lols came from sort of some of the the animation they did a great job incorporating the animation in this to feel a little bit more like it was from the lego movie itself yeah. In terms of how the faces were animated, about how they reacted. The little some jokes of, in between. Yeah, yep. Some of the humor that was in here felt very enjoyable and very fun. And uh, I think along that lines, there are some very funny Stormtrooper bits that, there were. that you and I both really, really enjoyed. There were. Yeah. I, just in general for me, I kind of like them. Uh, there was one with like the Imperial Guards. I liked that they oiled the Emperor's chair. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I know yeah, you didn't like that because of the emperor. It's funny. But that was funny. Did you have any specific things from the stormtroopers or just their like general banter? I mean, just some of their general banter, you know, the the moment where, uh, you know, I think it was Cordy was about to push a button and they're just like, well, don't push that button. Yeah. The exchange is don't push the button. Well, what do you do if I push that button? The guy goes, well, I was going to was going to shoot you. And, then, and all the rest of the other stormtroopers are like, don't tell her that. He's like, what? I was just being honest. And she pushes the button, <laughs> releases the door. All three of the stormtroopers <laughs> fall down to 
supposedly is doom yeah the emperor's pit yeah where everybody ends up sarlacc yeah. pit yeah. doesn't matter and in the weird but a sarlacc at the bottom of a death star 2 core it's weird place for it <laughs> it's just powered by it's like kinetic energy of just yeah. moving around through sand no this checks out yeah space just a, ni- just a nice big desert beach at the bottom of the death star 2 core just full of sarlaccs why you wouldn't you want it Sounds why wouldn't great. you want it yeah Sounds that's cool. where that's where boba presumably is at this point I like that. I like the idea that Boba was still in the Sarlacc pit, and then like the Death Star two just came down and like, you know, cat litter scooped him up and just kept it, kept the pit and the Sarlacc uh, and Boba just in the bottom of the Death Star two. <laughs> Fun fact: the... Death Star two just a giant pooper scooper. I like for the that. universe. That's yeah. great. Just scooping up Mandalorians. Just yeah, exactly. Just just, just wherever they may hunters. roam, just yeah. grab them, You're scoop fine. them up, sift them out. Easy, oh, there easy. was okay. There was another stormtrooper line. I thought this was from the other series. This was uh, again the freemakers are running from something. One of them actually gets hit by a, a stormtrooper blast from a stormtrooper who's like laying prone on the ground, just like you'd think he's completely out of it. And he's like, "Hey, I actually hit what I was aiming for," and then he immediately <laughs> passes out. Yeah. So uh, stormtroopers are always the butt of jokes. Even in the recent Mandalorian episodes, they had a couple jabs at him too. Right. So, oh well, you're the grunts of the empire. That's gonna happen. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's funny when Bill Burr does it. And guess what? Yes. Surprise, surprise. It's funny when it comes from one of these stormtroopers because everybody gets one. It's good to see that actually happen. Any other fun jokes or things that you enjoyed? Any other LOLs, Dave? I think that's it for me. I mentioned the Palpatine one earlier. Uh, I really like that. I, I could watch that again and again. Just Palpatine just silently falling through space with the force lightning going. Ah. It's pretty good. That's it. How about you, bud? No, I think that that's probably it for me. I mean, you know, just a lot of like small moments, really well done, kind of incorporated into, you know, the larger story. Fair enough. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Already. Let's get into our recommendations. Uh, for anybody who is a first time listener or needs a little refresher on this, don't worry about it. We'll help you out. We can recommend a cartoon. We can say this is a great use of your time and we can tell you why. We can also say that we don't recommend it. Spend your time elsewhere and we'll give you a justification. And then finally, if we say we don't recommend something, we can go one step further and we can give this the Roger Mm. Rabbit style dip. Yeah, that dip (laughs) from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We can erase a cartoon. That's That's the power of this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's recognized only encapsulated within the show. It's canon. It's canon. Don't worry about it. So for tonight, for the Freemaker Adventures Lego Star Wars, Dave what is your recommendation? How are you feeling about this show? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, we didn't get to see much of it. We only saw the season two finale, but from what we did see, really enjoyed it. Again, to recap, it's the first Lego Star Wars series that we've seen that has an original story that also ties into the mythology that we know, but also incorporates both Lego humor and Star Wars lore. So with that in mind, I recommend it. How about you? I'm in the same boat. I nice. thought that this was an extremely competent, very sophisticated and well-integrated storyline. You have new characters uh, that are in here as well. And kind of from, you know, understanding what is actually available in this show. I know that we've got crime lords. I know that we have actual reoccurring characters from the Empire. In fact, a self-proclaimed Sith that appears at some point in time. We've got a bunch of bounty hunters that are in here too. So I'm actually kind of on board with going back and watching all the episodes of this. This, And they're all on Disney Plus, so check them out. It's pretty fun. I don't know. Got some time off around the holidays. Woo. Might be might be watching this. I really, I really. Sean's gonna Sean's gonna self stream, uh, live stream him in his Christmas PJs with a Lego set, building <laughs> yeah. it while watching Freemaker Adventures. You can just watch him do that all day on Christmas. 
Yeah, don't put up the, the the Netflix, just the the fireplace, or don't even start a fireplace. Don't even worry about even owning a fireplace. Overrated anyway. Just put on a live stream of me in my PJs putting together Lego sets. In front, of a, in front of his own fireplace. There's your fireplace. fireplace. <laughs> Sean's got it for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just a bearskin rug, me on top of it. Ooh. It's a faux bear rug. Don't oh, worry okay. about it. Let's everybody chill out. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. We want to give a big shout out, if you can hear us all the way across the universe, to our friend Bobby Anthem. You heard him on this episode. You can also hear him on his paranormal podcast, Inhuman Experience, with his co-host Bobby Blades. You can find them on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. And Bobby has a solo show that goes in the same stream. So yeah, if you find Inhuman Experience, you also get two shows for the price of one subscribe. That new show is called In Search of My Lost Soul. I think right now there's nine episodes out of it. It's dynamite. I really love it. Start with the first episode. Treat yourself over the holiday season as somebody who's going through some awesome reflection and understanding where they are in life. It's a wonderful story. I enjoy it. So thank you, Bobby, as always. Dave, what do you got going on? Same old stuff, bud. You can find me over on Collider.com. Check me out on Twitter at DrClawMD. And if you still need a last-minute holiday gift for you and yours, check out The Science of Breaking Bad, my relatively new book from MIT Press. How about you, bud? What's going on? <laughs> Man, as always, I perform live improv comedy in Washington, D.C. with a group that's called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. You can find tickets and times at witdc.org. And remember, that's Knox. It's not Knox Shop if you go on Instagram. Knox Shop, it is an adult marital aid store uh, for sex toys. <laughs> which... So we're in the process of buying that domain. No, we're not. I, I love it. I love the fact that something that I've been performing in for eight years is also a sex toy shop on Instagram and the internet. You guys need to do a partnership together. I, I love it so much. It is so good. It is so wonderful. Uh, you can find me also on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. Help me get off Instagram. Help me get off Twitter. I don't know. I'll be there anyway. So no worries. Just at me and ask me a question. <laughs> I'll show up. I'm like Beetlejuice if you just at me three times. I appear. I just appear. It's frightening and also fun. But hey, <laughs> hey, want to support this show? Yeah, this show you just listened to. Tell a friend, view us on Apple iTunes. We have no freaking idea if that helps or if it even makes a difference. Everybody else says it. We feel like we should too. To the people who have recommended us and given us a review, thank you guys so much. You are the best. Want to talk to us? Yeah, just slide into our DMs on Twitter at Morning Tunes. Drop us a message and find us on Instagram and Facebook at Saturday Morning Cartoons. Remember, gang, that's morning with a U. You can drop us an old-fashioned email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. You can find all of these links that we've mentioned, even all the episodes that we've watched, some of our guests that we've had that have been on. You can even find a way to suggest a cartoon so that we'll watch it in the new year. It's in the link tree of our bio, which is a weird looking link that looks like it says the word link tree. Don't worry, it's not spam, mom. Just click on it anyway. It'll take you to a page that has a whole bunch of buttons. You'll figure it out. You're an adult. I believe in you. You can always listen to our show on any of these following platforms, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere fine podcasts are sold. Thank you guys so much. We have one more episode left in 2019. One more episode, and we're going to do it next week. And we've already alluded to what it is. We're going to be watching Star Lego Star Wars All-Stars. Why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> Make it stop. This feels like Transformers Month three years ago I'm where so I lost my that mind. I'm so sorry that that has left scars. Uh, <laughs> Continue to this day. I, I go to therapy for this Oh, stuff. God. <laughs> this is hard. Head uh, on. Yeah. Well, 
Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Happy holidays. See you next time. Head on. Head on. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out. <laughs>